Don't forget to follow us on SoundCloud, to like us on Facebook, and subscribe on iTunes. But what are they subscribing to? To Fan Bros. Awesome. Perfect. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. Doodle. Welcome to another Fan Bros special delivery. This is Chico Leo, flying 10,000 feet above the night. And this week, I'm going to talk about the American Season 3 premiere. And this is going to be the last week that I'm talking about new premieres. Uh, Normally, we uh, discuss uh, shows, the whole season of a show, episode by episode, every episode, every week. The last show that we did regularly was The Walking Dead, which went on winter hiatus. And while we were trying to decide on another show to cover, each week there was a new premiere, either a season premiere or there was actually a bunch of a flurry of series premieres. So I just went ahead and talked about those sort of freestyle each week. And we're going to be going back to our regular format. We're going to cover The Walking Dead, uh, Orphan Black, Game of Thrones. These are all shows that uh, we covered last year and uh, if, uh, if they were on in the previous year. So if you're fans of those shows and haven't listened to earlier episodes of Fan Bros, you should definitely go back and check out those reviews. And uh, so, yeah, so the last of our premieres is The Americans. And in last week when I talked about Black Sails, I felt like the pirate genre had not been nailed down properly yet. There had been all these attempts, but uh, and a lot of attempts used humor um, with a lot of arg and, you know, other bullshit. But the, the, the genre had never had there still is no great pirate movie the way there's a great this and a great that and a great space opera and a great horror movie you know you can point to Halloween and I kind of feel that way in the subgenre of not not necessarily the spy genre but in the whole couple the spy couple the husband and wife um, and and it's even bigger genre if you include stuff like hitmen with Pritzi's honor or P.I.s with Remington Steele. Um, True Lies doesn't even really count the James Cameron Arnold Schwarzenegger picture because Jamie Lee Curtis doesn't find out till the end of the movie. So there's like a little coda at the very end of the movie, like 10 seconds that implies, you know, they're working together as spies now. But this show examines what that would be like. So Kerry Russell and Matthew Reese play Philip and Elizabeth Jennings, who, which is not their real name because their real names are Russian. They were born in Russia and plucked out of high school and trained and basically just put together as partners and sent to America. And they're sent there to, you know, basically pr- uh, pretend to be a suburban family and have kids, which they do. And eventually they do fall in love. They have each other's backs as partners constantly. So they're partners in every sense of the word. And they're partners in parenting these children. They have two kids who are, I guess, like, you know, 9 or 10 and 12 or 13, a boy and a girl. And the show is set in nineteen in the early 80s. The first season set in 81, second season 82, and this one in 83 which is the Reagan years, which was, there was definitely a lot of, you know, like a lot of static between Soviet Union and America and they're undercover spies and their kids don't know that they're spies. So they run a travel agency as a front, 
but they're constantly going out on missions. They have a certain amount of autonomy. Like they're told a mission they have to do and they, they basically make the plan. They hire people if they need operatives, but usually they don't. It's usually just the two of them. The show makes really good use of the early 80s. It's definitely a great early 80s show. It doesn't play stuff for laughs like That 70s Show or Austin Powers or anything like that. Although, so the show doesn't play stuff for laughs, but one of the shows, the show has a lot of strengths. One of the show's many strengths is its wig game. Yes, wig game. You know, it's set in the 80s in a pre-cell phone era when, you know, uh, just a tracking device or a listening device is like the size of a pack of cigarettes. I mean, this is like really pre-miniaturization for the most part. And uh, among other things that are there that are that are seem so basic are their disguises. And they have whole alter egos that appear, you know, semi-regularly the way like Batman has matches Malone, who would go down into the bars and the docks to try and pick up information. And so they have they have, each of them has several alter egos and then per missions they always dress up or or change their identity and and they mostly do it with wigs and glasses. So there's usually and sometimes it's the same as in in another episode but there's usually an appearance by one or both of them with like a really outrageous wig um and the dude where has really outrageous facial hair stuff that you know like you know mustaches and mutton chops and things like that. But yeah, their costumes and their wigs and glasses are always really dope. And Philip is even uh, his one of his alter egos is actually married to a homely uh, secretary at the FBI who he's often pumping for information. So that's the other thing. They're definitely in love and married and committed to each other, but they definitely have sex with other people in their job as spies in their role as 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 spies. Obviously, her more than him, she has a lot more honeypot roles. And the honeypot is where you, you know, lure someone in with sex and then photograph it or videotape it or whatever and then blackmail them with it. So she gets used on a lot of those. But he also has to seduce people and he's constantly having to please this other wife that he has who, you know, kind of maybe suspects something is up. She, you know, he, he has a job that involves him traveling a lot. But uh, their neighbor across the street is, I mean, it's a little bit of a, you know, like ridiculous coincidence, but it's the only one. The neighbor across the street who they're friends with in their capacity as Philip and Elizabeth Jennings is on the FBI, is an FBI agent who's on the task force uh, tasked with tracking down these illegals, um, which is what they're called. They're people who are here. As that's what the FBI calls the spies who are Russian spies who are here operating as, you know, um, you know, living normal lives. It was revealed at the end of the second season that the KGB now wants to start now that this illegals program, which began in the late 50s, early 60s, it's now, you know, the early 80s. They want uh, to start actually training and uh, the kids of the illegals, which is like Philip and Elizabeth kids. Because, you know, Philip and Elizabeth came here at, you know, 21, 22, something like that. But the idea of someone who grew up here, the connections that you can make in college, in high school, um, that can last a lifetime. It's basically what Hydra was doing, you know, just basically per- letting letting operatives and agents percolate 
so that, you know, just the connections fan out and, you know, who knows who you can get access to. Um, so it's sort of diabolical. And yeah, the show uses the early 80s technology and brands. They were eating Frusion Glaja ice cream on the last episode. I don't know if I mentioned that. And that was a, that was a big... Um, uh, trying to be the Pepsi to Haagen-Dazs Coke. Haagen-Dazs is just a made-up name that sounds Nordic, and so in in the and that that was that came out in the seventies, and so in the eighties, Frusinglaja came out to try and compete with that, and Haagen-Dazs is still in your supermarket dairy section, and Frusinglaja isn't. But just little throwaway stuffs like stuff like that, or you know, kids, wa- you know, watching you know the the newscasters of you know of today who are sixty five back when they were forty, or just catching episodes of the Jeffersons, stuff like that, a prime time, stuff like that. They do it really well. Good, good, good use of music, and Carrie Russell and Matthew Reese are both really, really dope. The show just does uh, it, it sets a real nice slow burn with the with the tension. Of the way, obviously, their marriage bleeds into their work and the way their work bleeds into their marriage. There was definitely a striking image, I remember, from one of the seasons where they're both lying naked in bed spooning. And they're both, like, all bruised and messed up from, like, separate missions that they had been on, you know, like that episode. And so it's, you know, it's definitely a quality show. It's kind of a really weirdly specific thing with the Russian spies in the early 80s. But it mines a lot from it. But yeah, so we'll be uh, we'll be getting back to uh, Walking Dead next week, which premieres. Um, there's going to be another Walking Dead show, you know, dealing with showing how the zombie outbreak is being dealt with in another part of the country, and so I imagine we'll be covering that. Uh, but yeah, we'll be anything that we covered last year. We'll be covering again: Orphan Black, Game of Thrones, Extant, possibly a show that rhymes with Drain or The Drain. Um, so yeah, I've got to tell you also just in reference, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be sticking with uh, 12 Monkeys. I thought the pilot on its own was a, was a real good pilot, but compared to them, it always was going to have the specter of the movie in the background. And I feel like, you know, the quality of the show is pretty good. It's just, there's, it's nothing we haven't seen. And like the Americans, it is something that's very specific, but we've never really seen any of this, you know, the whole seeing the spy stuff from the Russian point of view, because they're definitely really committed and they think they're terrified of Reagan. And it's definitely dope to see that side. And there's definitely a larger world involving Russian agents and all the scenes with the Russians take place in, you know, Russian with subtitles and uh the guy uh the guy who who heads the unit that in the fbi was hunting them down uh was like john boy walton from the waltons and i don't think he's done that much since then so he's a, sort of a bizarre casting because that was a show i mean it's really a 70s show but i'm sure that it was still being rerun in the 80s so there's a little nod in that but anyway um yeah so check out the americans i think in general fx is the highest like uh quality of the uh of the basic uh cable stations they've definitely turned a lot of genres on their heads you know i think with what um american horror story has done with the horror genre on tv justified while i think it went a season too long um i think it really you know the modern western that that it's attempting to be um sons of anarchy which i think went two or three seasons too long you know did something with exploring the biker culture and so in general, I actually think consistently any FX show is worth checking out. 
Archer, I mean, definitely owes a certain something to the Venture Brothers, but it definitely took the the whole spy genre and injected something into it. So AMC, you know, AMC's got Walking Dead. AMC's got, you know, one or two other things. But FX has this sort of consistency that I think... And it's funny because FX started as a movie channel. You know, their, their tagline is FX the movies. And they still are out there getting, you know... Um, first run after cable showings of movies you know the avengers will show on hbo but then you know it gravitates to fx and they do a good job of pushing that for people who don't have premium cable but i think it's pretty amazing where fx has the movies is there is there you know is their chant and yet um i think their their tv programming is is really their strength because, you know, if you didn't see the Avengers in the theaters and you didn't see the Avengers on DVD and you didn't see it on the other cable station, is it really that big a deal that you're like the fourth, you know, whatchamacallit? Whereas they are putting out these shows that, that the the quality consistency is very high. So, yeah, shouts to FX and, uh, yeah, keep watching the sky. <laughs>